Okay, good morning. Today's share of the Eloy Nishmas, Kamil Shaiban Riz, the Shemachaim Nita Rivka, Ayah. And Rafua Shlema for Yosef Noam Ben Rochel and Chai Esther Tila Basel Tsipora. Okay. Oh, should I refer Shlema? Okay, so we are on Chaf Beis and Aleph and Makos, and we were discussing very quickly the Mishnah. Just a review was talking about the source of forty Malkus. We know we get forty Malkus, and the Gemara went on to say, since it says the, the juxtaposition of Sukim Misbar Arbam as opposed to Arbam Misbar, it must mean the number that brings forty to its completion. It must mean that when you give Malkus, you're talking about thirty-nine, because thirty-nine. The next number after 39 is 40, so 40 is brought to completion through 39, and therefore the Torah was really 39, referring to 39 Malkus. We'll see a sheet of the Rambam, which is um, which disagrees with that. It's that the 39 is the source of the Torah. We'll discuss that in a few minutes, and then we said also in the Mishnah <coughs> that we always have to go ahead and give it in denominations of three, in multiples of three, so that you can go ahead and always. Um, Anytime you give a, a set amount of Malkus, it has to be divisible by three. So the Gemara said, My time, just very, very quickly, we said, My time, a kasif arbim bimisbar, hava amin arbam biminyana. If it would have said arbam bimisbar, 40 in number, I would have known it's 40. However, now that it flips the words, bimisbar arbam, number 40, minyan shu sochim is arbam. It's referring to a number that leads to the number 40. What number leads to the number 40 is 39. So Amarava Kama Tipshoi Sharinchi, how foolish are is the rest of the world? How foolish are these other people, the Hamonam? The Kaimi Mikami Sefer Torah, they get up and give cover to the Sefer Torah when the Sefer Torah is moving. But they don't stand up when it comes to seeing a great person. Meaning, they give cover to Torah. But they don't give cover to the Talmidei Chachamim. Why does he say this? Because the Torah itself says 40. And comes along the Rabbanon to go ahead and say, No, if you're Chai of Malkus, you really only give you 39. Meaning, the Torah says 40. The Chachamim went ahead and re- reinterpreted it to mean 39. So give them their props. Give them their due. When you see them walk into a room, you should walk up for them. How silly people wake, see a Sefer Torah walking. They get up for the Sefer Torah. But those who learn it, espouse it, and, and reinterpret it, um, they, they don't give covet for it. Now, clearly, the Gemara is not saying you have to give more cover to the Tamidi Chachamim than the, than the Torah, because the Gemara in Kedushan of Lam and Gimel says, if you're going to go ahead and give Tamidi Chachamim, they save a takum, you're going to go ahead and give um, cover to the to the Chachamim, how much more so the source of their knowledge is the Torah, you certainly have to give. So there's a lot of different um, understandings what this Gemara is referring to. What I like in particular is that it says, Amar Rava Kama Tipshoi. The Sefi Reim says, Sharinshi. How silly are the rest of the people? It doesn't say they're over in Avera. The Gemara here is talking about, the Gemara seems to say that only if ye, he is your Rebbe do you have to get up. Now the rest of the people should get up but you don't have to get up. Specifically, if it's your Rebbe, you must get up. That's why it says, Kama Tipshi, it's just how silly they are, Shar Inshi, the rest of the people, meaning not as Talmidim. If it's your Rebbe, you must get up. And they say, Vatakum, and you have a Chiv, and otherwise you're over an Avera. When it says, Kama Tipshi, how foolish they are, it also says, they're not getting an Avera, they're not a Russia, because they're not violating an Avera, because the Torah doesn't say you have to get up if it's not your Rebbe. 
But so that's one common tip sheet. They're just foolish. Shar in she, the rest of the people. What's shot the rest of the people? The non Talmidim. So the non Talmidim who, who should be getting up to give Kavodah Torah to the to a Rebbe, even if it's not their Rebbe, are not getting up. How silly they are. The Gemara continues. Chachamim changed, changed it from 4 to 30, and it's to our benefit. Whoever, I'm not going to say which one of us deserves it, even though you're probably thinking in your mind already. Just hit him. Eddie, just hit him. But even if you're high of 40, we're only going to give you 39. That is thanks to the Rabbanon. Okay, now, we also said in the Mishnah that if someone was estimated, we said you have to estimate, Bezdin has to come and estimate how many makos they think this person will tolerate. The goal is not to kill the person, it's not to invoke Misa, but even though there's a Gemara that says, right, there's a concept, Misa, Malkos, Misa, Makos, if Malkos is a form of Misa, but in truth, we try not to kill someone, we try to give them up until what they will tolerate, but no more. So the Gemara says, if you went ahead and you estimated that he can get 39, and after uh, 18, he's uh, literally on his last, uh, on, on, on his last uh, breath, so we stop right there. So the Gemara said, though, if you look in the Mishnah, it actually said something very interesting. If you look at the Mishnah, it says, um... Ain omdim, the last line on Chav Bezim of Ain omdim also ella b'makos ruyos l'shtalish. You can only this is the Mishnah on Chav Bezim and Aleph, the last line. You only go ahead and give him what he estimate what he can take divided divisible by three. For example, I'm doing the Kabbalah bar. If you go ahead and Bezin estimates that he's able to get thirty nine viloka mixas, and he received some of the malchus. But then and then they see, my God, we were totally off. Instead of 39, he can only handle 18. You stop right there. But the Gemara Mishnah clearly says that he received some of the Malkus. Once you start the process, if you're not able to finish, he's putter from the rest. What about the flip reverse? If we assume that he was able to get 18 Malkus, we saw that we underestimated. We said we're going to give him 18, but after he got 18, strong like bull. So really, are we allowed to give him the 39? No. It works for his benefit both ways. Okay? Once you make the estimate, it's all related, relies on the estimate. No more, no less. But the Mishnah clearly says that he got some of the Malchus already. So now the Gemara is going to ask the following question. We have a Brisa. So the Gemara is going to say as follows. Um, okay, so before we get to that, Rabbi Yehuda says as follows. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Arbam Shlemos. Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion, no, you get a full 40. Not 39, you get 40. I'm Rabbi Yitzchak, my time, Rabbi Yehuda. What is the reason for Yehuda the Chsivin says by Zechariah by a false prophet by a Novi Shaker? When you see this false prophet who was who got Malchus, and they say, "What is this wound between your arms, which we which we interpret between your shoulder blades?" Vamar and the false Novi. This is brought down in in Zechariah. No, it was the Bezdin that gave it to me because they love me. They want to stir me in the right. They want to steer me in the right direction. So, and we see that here it says he, this was not part of the 39 Malkus. The extra Maka he got was between his shoulders. So, Rehuda's of the opinion he gets an extra, he gets a 40th. And specifically, where do you get it? You get it between your shoulders because you get 26 on your back, 13 on your front. Where does the 40, Rehuda's of the opinion you get 40? Where does he see that from? From here. And what's the source? Like the location, it's between your shoulder blades based on this Pasuk. So they're abundant only all of 39. Where are they going to hold? What do they say this 40th referring to? This one maka that he has this wound between his shoulders. So Rabbanon saying, no, no, no. Nothing to talk about Malkos in the traditional sense. It's talking about when a Rebbe goes in and gives patch to his Talmud for not studying. 
It's talking about where he gets it, you, you give it to him in a certain place where it's not dangerous. They say specifically in the shoulder blades, you don't want to hit the hands or the face, you don't want to hit any area which is covering an internal organ. So you give it there between the shoulder blades. But Behuda says you get 40, and that 40th is specifically between the shoulder blades based on this Pasuk. Okay. The Gemara continues. We say you, we estimate how much can this person tolerate. Locker in lo locker low. So based on our Mishnah, it seems to say that if he received some of the Malkus, then you cannot go ahead and reassess how much he's able to tolerate. Meaning, if we said he can get 39 and he stops after 6 because he's just literally on his last breath, then you stop. But specifically because the Mishnah said he already received some of the Malkus. And the Pasuk says, He basically will be embarrassed. Once he received some of your malchus, and we'll see later on, if, if he loses control of his bowels, a man and woman are different, type one, if you go number one and go number two, but if you lose control of your bowels during the process, you stop. That is enough of a, a kapar, enough of an embarrassment. So let me understand. So the malchus are given in front of other people? Yeah, bezin. Just bezin, because no. there's a, in front of achicha, meaning that other people are supposed to be there? Yeah, I... Because I, that's the embarrassment. Yeah, so certainly in front of bezin is there, but the other people might be there. I, I don't know if it's... Uh, the commission. Gemara might discuss this later on, right before the sugya, because we're going to discuss exactly. I mean, there's there's people there hitting him. The next mission discusses it. If there's a full crowd, I'm not sure there's a full crowd. Usually, we only say four people need hachraza. Four people we discussed, right? Four people have to be done. The ene b'nei Yisrael. We said Zuck and Mamre. We said Adam Zoberman. We said Ben Sora or Mora, and we said Amesis. Those four people need hachraza. Says the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Those people have to be done. Literally, it's a public. A display at to serve as deterrence. I don't think here they brought all of B'nai Israel for, for Malkus. There may have been some people watching it, but in any event, even if it's front of Bezin and the people who are administering him, if you go ahead and lose your bowels, it's certainly an embarrassment. But in any event, so if you already received some, then you get, uh, then you get, um, then you're, you're in Potter. But the Mishnah says specifically because you started the process. So Loka in, if you go ahead and give him some Malkus, in, then you stop it. You, you to his benefit, you don't give any more. Low laka, low it implies. But if you did not receive even one malchus yet, and then they had to reassess. You know what? When he was sitting down, I thought he could only tolerate nine. Now that I see him stand up, he's six four. He's a brute. He can tolerate all thirty nine. But that would imply low, meaning that we can reassess. So specifically, only if he gets part of the process of the malchus was the flogging began, do we say he cannot reassess for for more or for less. But or Amina, we have a following stira from the following brisa. Amdula Kabbal Arbarm. If he they assessed him that he's able to tolerate forty or thirty-nine, and then they went ahead and they reneged and they reassessed. Then they saw that he is not able to go ahead and get forty. Potter. Then he doesn't get more. Amdula Kabbal Shmona Sri Vikhazru Vamdushiachal Kabarbarm also Potter. Mara says, but that's not talking about where he received anywhere. They say they can't go ahead and renege, but in our brace, it doesn't say Vilaku. He got Mixas. He got a few of them. They went ahead and they said, you were going to give you 40. He stood up. He can only tolerate 18. All he gets is 18. And the con- converse is true also. We said we're going to give him 18. He stood up. And we said, whoa, this guy could probably take 39. He's Potter. He only gets the 18. So it always works to his benefit. But our Mishnah clearly stated that he got the process already began. He already got Malkus. If they realize they made a mistake after he got a few Malkus, then they can't reassess. It's too bad. Everything's based on the initial assessment. You said he can get 39, and now he can only get 18. He gets 18. You said he can only get 18, but he can really take 39. doesn't matter. He got his first Malkus. He only gets 18. Our Bryce says, even if he didn't receive anything, 
Once you go ahead and give them the assessment, that assessment sticks. For his benefit, always for his benefit, both ways. But it's a stira, because our Mishra seems to suggest only if you started the process already. <coughs> Could they say he can't handle one maka? No. So actually, it's funny you say that. Wait till the next Mishnah. In two lines, we're going to get to that case. So Amr Rav Shesha, that's in the context of doing two affairs, but we'll see. So Amr Rav Shesha... You did say you stopped there. If you get seven, eight, it's enough too much already. So then you do stop. Right. But here, our case is talking about we didn't begin anything yet. Right. And our Mishnah says if you got some, then too bad. Once you make that assessment and you start the process, whatever you assessed, even if you can get more, you stop at that assessment. So if you got... He was lucky enough to assess to be assessed that he can only tolerate nine and you gave him one and after the ninth he's like dude this is nothing so then it doesn't matter since you started the process and you assessed him none even though now you realize that you underestimate and he can really get 39 it works for his benefit he goes and what happens the other way after four he really he, he, so we stop we stop he, also he, it works for both ways no no we stop of course, we, in the middle after you've assessed you well we always after, assess you before can, you can you can get under the assessment if they feel that it's going to be detrimental to you. But you can never get more than the assessment. Right, Meaning, if the assessment is nine, we too bad. Yeah. I got off easy. Okay. But our mission says only once the process has begun. This crisis which suggests that before you can reassess, meaning if I didn't start the flogging process, you can reassess. Uh, Bryce says, no, it has nothing to do with whether the process began or not. If you, once this guy's labeled, you know, you have a name tag, I'm able to get 12, even if he didn't start the actual first maka, he can only get 12. Okay, you, you can't go ahead and... This process of all these things is in one shot. It has to be from the beginning to the end without stopping. Yeah, we, yeah. otherwise you come back two days later. Yeah, yeah. But our next mission is going to discuss something. You and Ed must be reading ahead. So Omar, the corner's a little kind of uh, well, suspicious he's, over there. He's reading ahead and he's telling me... I hear you, I hear you. So Omar F. Sheshes Lokasha. It's not really a stira between the mission and the Bryso. Why? We're talking about a case where our mission is talking about where he was assessed and given the malchus the same day. So it must be that it was actually a wrong assessment because a person's physical status doesn't change. He was assessed by Bezdin Tuesday morning. He went home, showered, came back an hour later. Bezdin says, now we're going to give it to you. So since it was, everything's based on the assessment, their assessment was wrong. Too bad. But on the case by us, you can reassess if he, by the, Bryce sorry, by the case where you can reassess if he hasn't started yet, they assessed him on Tuesday, and he wasn't given the Malkus until Wednesday. So then we could say it was actually a bad assessment. Sorry, it was, it was not a bad assessment. It was a good assessment, but his physical status changed overnight. He got very sick. So if there's a confounding factor outside of the assessment, then we say that changes everything. So if they went ahead and they assessed him on Tuesday, an hour later, they said he can get 39, and he can only get six. That's just a bad assessment. That's on Besden. Besden made a mistake, so it works for him. But the second case is talking about where they assessed him on Monday and now Tuesday. So the assessment is right, and now they're reassessing him on Tuesday based on his new physical status. The guy went ahead and he did a triathlon yesterday afternoon. He didn't tell me before he's being assessed. And he's so out of breath from, the, from, from six hours ago to the next day. So our assessment yesterday wasn't wrong. It's just that his physical status has changed overnight. So we can make a new assessment now because it's not that the first one was wrong. The first one was great for that yesterday. But for today, it's different. So that plays into it. There, bless you. And that's why it's different. Now, I want to ask you one, one amazing thing. I want to discuss with you. There's a rush. There's a rush in... Arve Psachim, Osmem, which is the 10th parak of, of Psachim. 
He says as follows, the Torah likes round numbers. What's the bottom line? If the Torah meant 40, why, 39, why shouldn't it have just said 39? So he says, I'm going to bring you a few examples. What does it say? It says, Tisbru Chamishim Yom. It says, Tisbru Chamishim Yom. How many days do we actually count? 49. 49. It also says that Shivim Nefesh Yardu Mitzrayma. 70 souls, 70 people went down to Mitzrayim as part of Yaakov's entourage. How many actually went down? 69. 69. And they say, Yochevet was born on the way down. The, 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 between the walls. And the Medrash has to come and reinterpret. Shot is, it was 69. And yet it says, Shivim Nefesh. So the Rosh says, the Torah really likes to use round numbers. Clearly we know it's 49 because it says Shiva Shavuos Tisbarlach. It also says Tisbru Chamishim Yom, but at the same time it says Shiva Shavuos. So we know it's 49. Yet he says we know it's also 69, yet the Torah says 70. So too here says the Rosh, the Torah meant 39, but it says 40. That's good according to everybody, except there's a Rambam. The Rambam in Sanhedrin, Parak Yedzai in Halacha Aleph, says something amazing. Listen to this Rambam. It's going to blow us away. The Rambam says as follows. He says, Kates and Malkin as some of Malkus, how do we go ahead and do it? Kifi Kocho, according to his strength, Shanem Mark David Shasim is you have to go ahead and give him according to his his wickedness is the number of Malkus. Even if he is strong like bull, you don't give more than forty. That is the upper limit. You never give more than forty. But for a weakling, you give less than 40. If you were to go ahead and overflog, right, a person, he would die. Listen to what he says there. This is the unbelievable, this is the million dollar statement. <coughs> says the Rambam, the Chachomim say, not the Torah, the Chachomim say, the Rabbanon are the ones who change it from 40 to 39, not the Torah. We're afraid, says the Rambam, that he's going to go ahead and in his zest. Oh my God. You ever do the Chavita Darava? So we say, you just keep, you start doing it like five times. You keep smacking, smacking, smacking. They're going to knock the heck out of this guy and they're going to overextend and they're going to flog him more than 40 times. <coughs> the Pusik says, Lo Yosef. You're not allowed to add more than 40. So the Rambam says, Minatora, he's supposed to get 40. He's the only one who holds this. You're supposed to get 40. The Rabbanan instituted a buffer. So if the guy loses count, he'll still only do 40. But Midiaraisa says the Rambam, 40 is the number. That's not what our Gemara says. Our Gemara says, Misbar Bam seems to be a Limud Minatora that you get 39. The Rambam says it's 40. The reason why it's 39 is a buffer so that if he gets over-enthused and he keeps smacking, he loses track, he'll never violate Lo Yosef. It says Pentosef, right? You're not allowed to give him more than 40. Our Bam Yakanu Lo Sosef. You only give 40. So to not violate that, so if he violates it, we still a little buffer, will only hit 40, which is, he calls our Uyoslo. Then he'll wind up giving the number that he really meant to get. But the Chomim went ahead and basically made a, made a, made a buffer zone. Tremendous. Rambam is the only one that holds his Midaraisa. Let's go back a second. Let, let's, let's learn a tremendous, tremendous Yisot now, which really applies to all of Shas, which is known as the famous Chiddush of the Taz. We know that one is not allowed to go ahead and play an instrument on Yontif, there's a gazera, shemi, saki, and kli. We're afraid you're going to go ahead and retune the piano. You're going to fix the, uh, tighten the drums or the guitar strings. You're not allowed to play any instrument on yantif because we're afraid you're going to go ahead, misaki, and kli, share. You're going to go ahead and fix the instrument. Frek the kasha, the, tos, the tas says as follows. Shofar. 
how do you blow shofar? Every time you blow shofar, which is a kli, we're not afraid you might go ahead and put a, a cloth in there to wipe out the dirt. You might go ahead and if it's a little bit of hole, plug up a hole so you get a pure sound. How does one ever blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah? That's the Taz's question. Taz says something amazing, and this is his chedesh, which is known as the famous chedesh of the Taz, as follows. The Chachamim only have the ability, ability to be oker davim in Torah, to uproot on something from the Torah when it doesn't completely contradict and uproot what the Torah says. Let's, as fo- let's, let's explain as follows. Are we allowed to blow shofar on Shabbos? Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos? No. Because we're afraid, Shema Yavi Reno Dalaram Shusarabim. You can go to a buck, you don't know how to blow. What? When they used to do it, they used to do it in front of base them. Good, okay. Good. Yes, but I'm saying, but now we're not, we yes, don't blow. In our, day, in, in our days, we don't blow. Same thing with Lulav. We don't, Shema Yavi Reno, we don't carry, carry, he always has to show me up. But yes, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You're 100% correct. I'm saying, Lashvach. You're correct, but that's, you're right. That's in that specific case, but you're 100% correct, Steve. But so, so I didn't mean that in a bad way, man. It's, it's good to have questions to show. But, but the point is that you're not allowed to go ahead and carry. Does that not violate the Torah? No, the Torah never says you have to blow Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. It says you have to blow on Rosh Hashanah. So when you say don't blow on Shabbos Rosh Hashanah, you're not violating, you're not completely uprooting the Torah. If you were to tell me the Chum say you can never blow Shofar on Rosh Hashanah because you're fixing an instrument, that would completely uproot 100% of what the Torah says. The Torah says you must blow on Rosh Hashanah. The Torah doesn't say you must blow on Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos. It says you must blow on Rosh Hashanah. So the Chachamim can never violate or undermine or uproot or remove or obliterate any word you want Something from the Torah, 100%. The Torah says you blow on Rosh Hashanah. Ay, there's a chashash and Shabbos. So you don't blow on Shabbos because you might carry in Shusharab and be over Atzah. But that doesn't violate the Torah. The Torah never said, actually, you must blow on Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. And you must blow on Rosh Hashanah. It never said you must carry Lulav on, on Shabbos. It says you have to blow, carry on. So they're not violating. When they don't violate something 100%, uh, uproot something 100%, the Chacham of the power to go around and tell you, don't do an Avera. Don't do a Mitzvah. Right? One of the classic cases he brings it is by Shabbos, by Mila. We know the Pasuk says, V'yom hashmini yimo basar So it's exer sakasov. On Shabbos, you go ahead and you blow, and you go ahead and do Mila. What about carrying the Zemel, the knife? Are we not afraid you can carry the Zemel? Because he says if the Chumim would uproot that, that would go against an actual Pasuk. The Pasuk says you do, when the Torah says, you do Mila on the eighth day. The Torah never says, though, that you actually have to blow on Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. So there the Chachamim have the power. But if they were Oker, Dover, Minatorah, Legamre, says Lashon, if you, they were to completely uproot what the Torah says, that the Chachamim can't do. Ask them in Chaschinuch, according to you, Rambam, if you're always only going to give 39, the Chachamim are completely violating what the Torah says. The Torah says 40. The same as the Brit. Yeah, so the Torah says isn't 40. The Ram, isn't the Ram afraid that they're going to go, there's a potential that they could do that 40 because they're, they've got that... Uh... That's the answer. The Torah, beautiful, Steve. See, when he, when he shows me up and it's good, it's good. <laughs> so 100%. The Rambam can say, you're right. There probably will be a scenario they're together, that they're going to give 40. Right, so right. this is the question of the Menchah But he'll say that, the Rambam will say that, yes, 
It doesn't mean that you have to give 30 now. We're doing it because there's a good chance if the Rambam wasn't afraid that someone's going to 40, he never would have instituted this. There's clearly a shash of the Rambam that someone's going to go ahead and give 40. So it's not okir lagamre, but that, excellent, but that question of the Taz is a fantastic and important Kiddush to know that the Torah only, that the Chavim only have the ability to go ahead and uproot something when it's not 100% flies in the face of what the Torah wrote. Is, is that clear? Okay, it's 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 Shaswad. It's an incredibly important taz. Where did the comment about the close to forty come from? Was that what pasuk in the Torah? No, so the Torah actually says forty. But for the pasuk, who said that it's close? That's how we got to thirty-nine. But so the Torah says because it's the number that leads to forty. Right, so that's a, so, so it's thirty-nine. Is the, the Gemara says thirty-nine. So the Gemara seems to make it seem that's Gzeirah meaning that it's a, not just an asmachta, not just something that's rabbinic. The Torah says no. This, it doesn't say arba'im mispar. It says mispar arba'im. The right. So the Rambam says it's midrabanan. Right, but there is opinion in the we saw Behut and the Mishnah holds you get forty. So the Rambam actually holds me not Torah, you get 40, just the Rabbanon Institute of 39. From the Pshat and the Gemara, it seems that the Torah only reconstructs 39. That's why the Rush says the Torah likes to round off numbers. Just like they rounded off 70 as opposed to 69, the people that went down with Yaakov to Mitzrayim. Just like it says you'll count 50 days by Sphiras Omer, but we know clearly Shiva Shavuos, it's only 49 days. So he says that's just the way the Torah spoke, it likes to round off numbers, it's easier to round off numbers. But a tremendous Kiddush of the Rambam, that's Minah Torah, it's only 39. And the Taz, the Minchas Chinuch asks another fantastic question. He says, does the Rambam's buffer only apply when it's 40 or 39? What if Bezdin went ahead and assessed someone he can only get 18? Do we give 17 in fear that the person may go ahead? He leaves us as a tzarchi and he doesn't know. But the Minchas Chinuch says, so take the Rambam to its logical conclusion. Is it only when it's 39 versus 40? Or even when the Rambam says... If you always give one less because we're afraid the guy's going to get hyper-enthused and he's going to flog more than he's supposed to, if they gave him 18, maybe only give 17. Good question. Okay. Hopefully one of you guys will come up and answer. That's your homework. It's not only when you know something. It's even when you don't know something. Get back to, get back to us. So Steve will tell us by tomorrow morning. We'll open the share with Steve's answer. Okay. Right there. So, new Mishnah. Someone went ahead and did an Aver which has two separate lavim, two separate prohibitions. I'm due, so now he's chayiv two malkios. He's chayiv technically 78 malkios, yes? So the Gemara is going to say now, Omid echad loka upater vimlav loka misrapi v'chozer loka. So the Mishnah says as follows, if he's chayiv 78, we, and we assume that he's not able to tolerate 78, we see how much he's able to tolerate. If the person can only get, they assess him at 41, so he can get the full 39, and then only two of the second set. Are you allowed to get two? No, you have to get at least three. So it has to be divisible by three. Because two in the front, one in the back, uh, two in the back, one in the front. We'll see in the next Mishnah. So if someone can get 40, 45, right, 39 and six, then we give it to him at one shot, and he gets off the additional 39 minus six. He gets, he gets 33 off. He, he's absolved from the additional 33. But if he can only get 41... Then we only give him 39. We say, go home, heal up, and then come back. In a week, we'll give you the other. We'll reassess you for the second laugh. Those we, ass- we give him, pu- we punish him at the same time. This was your question. We punish him at the same time if he can get at least 42. Because you can't get less than three. So if you get 39 for the full one, and then you get two, you can get 42. So then we'll give it to him once. It's his benefit. If he says, you can get 41, that sucks for him. Because he gets 39. Comes back a week later, you get another 39. Doesn't that fly in the face of the Rambam? 
Then what? But you can do more than you can do more than thirty-nine. Yes, it's two different. Uh, all, uh, again, two separate mal- We're talking about each malchus only, only gets forty. The Rambam says. But we're, so we're not saying that there's a break in between thirty-nine and the other six, is there? No, but it, but we consider it two separate malchus. Two separate each context or one only the, unit of malchus gets thirty-nine. I understand, but what do we need? The what do we? He need did two lav him here. I understand he did two lav. The, the reasoning of the Rambam was that somebody's going to get over zealous and give him more. Well, if he can handle 45, because that's what we're saying, we will do. Then what, so, are we, so, what are we afraid of? Not all at once. No, but the Pusuk says, Lo Yosef. The Pusuk says you can't give more than 40. It's not that he's going to die. Some people can tolerate 70. It's not that we give him 70. The Pusuk says, Lo Yosef, you cannot go it. Our Yakeno, Lo Yosef, you cannot give more than 40. We don't have to violate a losase. Okay. Right? It's always better to do something not. By, by Sheva Taisev, actually by being over a lav with a kumbase. Right, right. So you give 40. No but there's, there's no break in between. The there's two. no break, but it's considered a separate act. Uh-huh. So, so you have someone, like we have a page turner. I'm sure they had someone, you know, you know, you know, round 15, you have the people come up in between rounds. You had someone holding up the cards, whatever it was, someone notifying him. So only if there was two rounds, so to speak, yeah. only if double, you can have a break. So right, so if it's two separate, meaning... If you only get 41, the guy's like, oh my God, 40. I can take 42. Give me 42. He doesn't want to have to come back a week later and get 39. If they say 41, he's out of luck. He gets 39, goes home, repairs, you know, recuperates for a week, comes back, and then has to, uh, has to endure this all over again. So Gemara says, We said, basically, we, you never go ahead and estimate one for two lab. You can't get two lab at the same time. It's not a question. No, it depends. If you can, if you assess them for forty-one, then you separate. You can't give two at the same time. Was for the reason we just said. If you assess them at forty-two, you can give him because he gets one, and the second one's a full unit. Once it's a full unit of three, it's considered a full malchios. So you can go ahead and give him the full amount at the same time. Okay. Now, how many? Uh, yeah, you need three smuchim. If you remember, this was the the discussion we had. Were you here Friday? Yeah. Oh, so we discussed. That I didn't go into such great length, but the whole, just because uh, just you brought it up, it's fascinating. Rambam says, so we know that in order to give Malkus, you need uh, smuchim. You need someone who receives smicha from someone who receives smicha from someone who receives smicha, all the way dating back to Moshe Rabbeinu. That Masorah was broken. So we don't have any Bezin who are real smuchim. So the question was, after these people came back from, in the 1500s, after the expulsion from, from Spain, they wanted to go ahead and get Malkus. We're going to see later on, the Gemara says, anyone who's chai of kares and gets Malkus, gets kapara. Anyone who's chai of Malkus, and, sorry, kares, and gets Malkus, they achieve kapara. So these people wanted to go ahead and do it. So there is a Rambam. The Rambam Paragdal, it says, this is amazing, the Rambam actually says, that how can you go ahead and reinstate? How can listen to what he says there? The Rambam says that in Paragdalim Sanhedrin, that if you have someone near and least, says the Rambam, Hadvaram Shim Hiskimu Kolachachomim Shabrat Yisrael, if all the Gedolei Hador, this is fascinating, if all the Gedolei Hador come together and agree in unison, which itself would be a miracle that they would agree on anything, but assuming that all the Gedolei Hador agree, Limanos Dayanim Velismoch Osam Hari Elu Smuchim Yeshlem Ladundi Niknosaj and the Smuchacherim. The Rambam says we have an Eitzah today. If everyone agrees that this person, that Steve, should become, get Smichav, He's, he's considered a smicha. 
that's how the, we said the Maharei Bey Rav, who was the Rav of Tzfat, said these people came to him. They're begging to go ahead and get, get uh, Malchus. He said, based on this Rambam, if everyone agrees that per, person A should get smicha, even though the Masorah is lost, we can do it. That's the Rambam's Eitzah. So, so rumor has it, rumor has it that, well, he, he was given smicha. Rumor has it that he gave smicha to the Alshech and the Kesef Mishnah, and the Kesef Mishnah gave, gave the smicha to Rav Chaim Vital. That's legend has it. In any event, so the Mare, the Mare Beirav wanted to get, implement this Rambam. Who was the biggest um, opponent? We said the Maral Bach from Yushalayim said that doesn't apply today. It doesn't work like that. So it was a very big back and forth, a lot of drama. But it was based on this, that since you don't have smuchim anymore, the Rambam says we need smuchim in order to give, in order to give Malkus. And so that was the machlokas between the Maire Beirav and the Maral Bach. But it's basically what you said. So once the Rambam has an eight said today, how you can give someone smicha. Everyone agrees, but the question of whether that's really implementable. Okay, new Mishnah. We're going to start very quickly. It's awesome Mishnah. It's very interesting that they actually go through the process of giving Malkos at the very, 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 very end. Kate said Malkin also, how do we give Malkos? Kofesh de Yodav You go ahead and you tie his hands. You tie his hands to posts, so you're completely exposing him, and he's basically bent over, and therefore he doesn't have the, uh, he doesn't have any, um, uh, basically you can rip off his shirt, and he's completely exposed, basically. So let's see. Mars says as follows. So, Kofesh Sheyadav, Allah Amur, you tie his hands to a, uh, to a, a, a tree, Helech Vehelech, on both sides, and the one who's going ahead and going to be flogging him, he rips off his clothes. If if they tore him, if they rented him, they rented him. You completely expose his chest and his back. He's completely you know, um, naked from the, from the waist up. Basically, you're exposing his skin. It has to be hitting the skin. And there's a platform behind him, a pillar, a stone. And a knesset omen alav. So the shamish is standing above him. And he has this uh, leather strap. It's made of eagle. It's made of calf. And it's doubled over for more impact. And then, not just when he folded over once, it's, fo- it's folded over this, this, this leather uh, bullwhip, if you will. It's now folded over four times. And it has two strands of donkey hide to give it more power. Yada, its, uh, its handle was a tefach, it was as wide as a tefach and long as a tefach, it had to be long enough that when you would whip him, it would wrap around the victim's uh, front. Meaning if you wrap, if you go like this, it would be long enough that it would wrap around and hit him, hit Yitzhi on the front. Umaka also, and this person, the chazan of the Knesset, the, the person who would be, the shamish would be hitting him, shalish, Mufanov, you have to give a shlish mufanov a third of it on the front, ushteyados and miachov and two thirds on his back. Veinomaka also lo omed velo yoshev ella muta. The guy's bent over like this. He's not standing or sitting, so he maximum exposure of his back. Shneimar v'epilu ashofe. The pasuk says that you will cause him to fall, meaning to lean over. V'maka maka biado achas b'kolkocho. And when you hit him. You hit him with all your might. So we actually can see how the Rambam would get a little, it sounds a little uh, barbaric, but you can see how the Rambam, again, we saw the Sefer Chinuch. The Sefer Chinuch says the reason we, we did this so he could achieve Kapara and get Kapara in the Olam Ha'emes. This is so he gets punished here so that he has the unobstructed view when he gets to Shemaim. How do we come up with this punishment? It sounds like a little bit uh, 
What do you mean this punishment? If we're going to come up with a physical punishment for a spiritual thing he did wrong, right? It's the Torah says you can mock us. I know, I'm mm-hmm. saying it just seems like a very. Uh, of, all, of all the punishments the Torah has, this is by far the Yotze Dofen. In what sense? And ski less pleasant? Yeah, much more than this. I don't know. Not only do you throw rocks, some, tons of them at once. You, you throw them off a cliff, first of all, as Which, if he already has broken bones. Yeah, well, that's not enough. Then you throw boulders on him. Okay, well, that's pretty That's pretty pleasant? Quick. I, I would think more than this. Well, he's never had down his throat. Laying down his throat? All right, we'll scratch that. I'll, I'll, I'll scrub that one off. Okay. So now, okay, so now. Vakore and the one who's actually over there, someone reads the Psukim, he says, Imlotishmalasos, and the reason why we're doing this is because you didn't listen to the Torah as you were commanded. Vihifla Shemakosakha. Makoska Vesmakos, so on and so forth. He reads the Psukim that Akash Baraka will cause you to get Makos. And your children as well, so on and so forth. And if he's still getting flogged after he finishes this this Pasuk, he recycles and he goes back to the beginning. And then he says, and rather you have to go ahead, and you have to do them, uh, you know, wholeheartedly, and you have to follow the ways of Gosh Baruch Hu And he, when he's finished, he finishes with the Pasuk of Tehillim, for should have Rachamim on you, and if he's still getting Nebuch, the guy's still getting, he goes back to the beginning, and he starts this cycle again. Now, and if the guy Nebuch dies as a result, they they overestimated, and they didn't realize that he um, was really had, had no more uh, no more ounce of life in him, and he got the last one that, that threw him over, and he Nebuch died. If it was still within the amount prescribed by Bezdin, they said he can tolerate thirty six, and he died on thirty one. Potter, he doesn't go to to Golos. However, Mosiflo, if he gave him more. They, they said he can only tolerate 24, divisible by 3, 24, and he got 25. Then you would get, then you would get Malkus. And we said, if you remember very quickly, you never get Malkus for a Dvar Mitzvah. You only get it for a Dvar Rishus. So if you went ahead and killed him, a Rebbe doesn't get, we said. But if you went ahead and you killed him with the extra one, that's no longer Dvar Mitzvah. You, the Mitzvah was 24, and you gave him 25, you would get Malkus. The last line... The what? That give him 23. I mean, I know it's not visible, but... Oh, so... Again, the Rambam was only talking about specifically our bum. You can never really give more, which is why the Sefer Achinoch... The was, was, was in line with what we're talking about here. The guy got overzealous. He gave him 25. Okay, now he has to go run to Yemekla. Right. So why not say, okay, give him 23? So that this way he doesn't have to... So that's the question. That, that was what he asked. He didn't, he didn't give it. No, you, you have to do your research. The very last line. Good. You're just, you're just bolstering up your own case. In this calcul- So now he says, if Ben Bray, what happens if the guy that was getting flogged went ahead and he lost his, uh, his bowels? Ben Bemayim, Potter. Whether it was number one or number two, he goes out. Meaning, because that, Vinikla Lichanecha, he'll become light in your eyes. He was already embarrassed. The whole point of this is to embarrass him. So if he loses control of his bowels, he's embarrassed. So even after six, if he's deemed to get 32, 33, but after six, he lost himself, he's done. That's a big enough embarrassment. Gemara says, Rebuta says, it depends. Ha'ish, only number two. A woman is such a tsunua, if she just loses her urine, then she would go free. But a man, we're on the side of the road all the time, it's not embarrassing. 
But if you lose number two, then you'd be embarrassed enough that the, the punishment would end right there. We'll have some more interesting stuff tomorrow to talk about. Vomiting All right. Fainting also? Fainting? <laughs> I don't know. Fainting would, uh, would, would qualify today. We have fainting. We draw blood, people faint. I don't know. No, seriously. We, we drew up what? Yeah, I mean, the first time, I only gave blood once because I, I, I went ground. I was 17 years old. Remember, they were giving me sniffing salts. 